In our age of pseudo-community provided by digital technology, we are missing out on the connection we were designed to meet and need. And if you're struggling to find your footing right now, and maybe because you aren't standing beside others, it's time to go the second mile in seeking community. This is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we see to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541, where he says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go the second mile as you seek to follow him as closely as you possibly can. And if you look at the narrative of scripture, and if you really uh, delve in the deep recesses of our own soul, you will find this. We are in need of community. It's not something for us to be trifle with or to act like somehow we can do things on our own. We can't. Uh, God has wired us away. And uh, we are in desperate need of the relationships that we are supposed to find within each other. But yet, unfortunately, sometimes what we do is we are substituting uh, meaningful interactions and deep relationships. And part of it has to do with our commitment and connection that we find uh, through what I would call pseudo-community, and that is through digital technology. Right now, we are more connected than ever before, but I feel like we are also very relationally depleted. And what I want to do in this uh, few minutes here today is to try to cast a vision for something else that maybe just deep down you may be missing and not even aware that you are. Because if we are constantly somehow being accessible to text messages and FaceTime and uh, different uh, avenues of media communication, we are missing out on our ability to truly look at each other in the eyes and have a conversation and to develop the community that we need. And everywhere that I go, from the youngest kids that I uh, talk with to senior adults and everywhere in between, people are longing for deep relationships, and God has wired us for that. So how do we seek that type of community, that type of biblical community that we desperately need, not only for ourselves, but we need to commit to make sure that we give to other people as well. So I want to show you something in the book of Mark that might change your perspective on it as we get going here. So in Mark chapter 3, Jesus has already started his ministry, and some incredible things have been taking place. And uh, and through that, uh, yet there have been obviously people that he's interacted with, and from what we can tell, that those that would be the 12 disciples, soon to be the, uh, officially declared the 12 disciples, had kind of been around since the beginning of ministry. Uh, they had been in certain key locations where Jesus had done things, and so it wasn't like just Jesus randomly called out these guys one day. But what he says in Mark chapter 3 uh, is really interesting. It says, Jesus went up the mountain and summoned those he wanted. So he desired a relationship with them, so he calls them to himself, and it says, and they came to him. And he appointed 12, whom he named apostles, and then this is the first assignment that he gave them. Ready for it? To be with him. So he appointed 12, whom he named apostles, to be with him, then to send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. So before they ever would push back the kingdom of darkness, before they would ever declare a message, first and foremost, 
He wanted them to be with him. And why is that? Because relationships are so key for us to be able to learn uh, not only uh, who somebody is, but what that person may desire of us, especially uh, if it's the son of God. Um, they need more than just written communication. They did not need a video webinar. They needed to be in the room, um, eyeball to eyeball, life to life, interactions uh, throughout the day so that they could get to know the heart of Jesus and therefore communicate that heart uh, during his three-year ministry, but also in his absence when he would ascend to the Father after his death and resurrection. And so the reason why I say that is uh, we are right now, I am very concerned about the state of the church because if you think about, um, there are many churches today um, and many ministries today and, and so much of our interactions are based on, let's see how easily we can get people information without actually connecting with them. Um, this is not in any way meant to bash any type of certain church or ministry or outlet, if you will. But I really grow concerned um, when churches rely on having video-based communication, always. So it's either we've grown too big, or we've got these other campuses that we want to um, push out a video sermon to another place. What that does is it gives them communication, and what COVID has taught a lot of people is, well, if I am just watching a video, I can do that in my house. And we're starting to see that many churches that built themselves on platforms of personalities, uh, but without interactions, those people are really struggling to come back. Why? Because you can figure, you can watch somebody else on YouTube or watch on YouTube and stay in your jammies at the house if you want to. And, and what's caused, if you think about so much of our discipleship curriculum in churches, is now going to some type of video-based thing where instead of having the teacher that's going to dig into God's Word and pray for the people in the room, let's just have the expert that we'll never see, we'll never know, uh, crank out their uh, hits from their book and 20-minute video things, and then you just kind of unpack it. Do you see where all this is going? We are focusing on these personalities from afar, but we're really not getting to know each other. And I'm worried what that is doing detrimental to our folks. Jesus did not send a video message. He did not push someone else there. He came himself and called disciples to be with him first and foremost. So why is this something that would be so critically important for us to at least consider in our own life? And I believe this is the reason why. Um, regardless of how wonderful maybe your life may be right now, or maybe the different and difficult circumstances you were going through, um, we were not wired to be alone. Uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He made man in his own image and after his own likeness and put him in a garden that he would walk to so that he could see day in and day out. And even in that before sin, he he said this man is alone and he created a woman so that there would obviously be marriage, but also relational community between two human beings. And throughout the pages of scripture, there is constant um, necessity that God puts on the gathering of God's people and not just being isolated. And you think through many times where God's promise to us is that he would be with us. And part of the way that he is with us is in the gathering of God's people. And in the New Testament, when Jesus comes, he comes in his incarnation 
habitation. He dwells. He tabernacles with the people. The Holy Spirit comes to come within. The early church is built upon gathering together day after day. And the new heavens and the new earth, the whole picture is that one day we won't need the temple because we will be with him. We'll be in his presence and all of God's people will be together. Just think about this the sense of as God's people come together to worship, to study, to pray, that it was meant to be in the room together, that the Lord's Supper is a reminder. Let's sit down at the table as a symbol that Jesus called not only the disciples to himself, but to one another. And the reason why I say this is part of the reason right now maybe that you're struggling in life is that you might be receiving Christian communication, even through a podcast like this, but it can only go so far. You can listen to my words, and it may encourage you to think um, about things biblically and may even uh, serve as a catalyst to maybe make a subtle change in your life. But unless you and I are doing life together, where we are in relational community, then therefore we cannot push and continuing to strive uh, to for Christ likeness because there really is no deep connection. You know, if you think through the the old song that says, "If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with," um, I believe that sometimes there are people who are refusing to uh, connect with the church, or connect with a small group, or connect with a group of other uh, disciples and Christians because they want to be with certain people, or it's not fitting right. And I just want to say, if you can't be with the church uh, that, or you can't uh, be with the church you love, well, love the church that you're with, right? If you can't be with the group that you want, like, well, well love the group that you're with connect with the people. Uh, I see too many people that drift in and out of churches, drift in and out of groups, and they can never, ever find that relational connection. And there's always some problem. These people weren't outgoing enough. And, you know, we weren't connecting at some basis. I don't like the way they taught. And as they drift from this church to that church, to this group, to that group, what you really find is the only common denominator and all those things that didn't work was that individual. And the reason why I say that is, is that you're not going to find a perfect community. You're not going to find perfect relationships that are always on and doing everything that you need. And here's the reason why you're going to be involved in it. And as imperfect people who all of us are working on things that Jesus is trying to communicate and and, uh, for us to change, none of us are perfect. And if we wait for that perfect community, we will never find it this side of eternity. And so it's not only biblical community is about what you get, it's also what you give. And so what I want to encourage you to do is to consider that maybe the reason that you are falling or struggling or maybe just not growing the way that you want to is because the relationships and community is not there. And you go, well, I tried. Going once a month to a group is not trying. Um, Coming every other week and not having any relational interaction outside of it is not trying. The reality is is that many church people come to a church worship service about twice a month and maybe to a group once or twice a month. And so within that context, they really are around other Christian relationships for a few hours a month, and yet maybe they are around other people at work or in their neighborhood or in their gym or their friend circle for a large period of time every week. The reason that those relationships in your church context are not working potentially might be Are you putting the time and effort into it? And what I want to encourage you to do is that right now, if you have not been in church, you need to get into a church. If you haven't found the perfect one, guess what? You won't. 
find one that's preaching the word and, and really prioritizing discipleship and make it work. Find a group that's not perfect and interject yourself into it and not only come for what you can get out of it, but go thinking about what you can actually give to other people. Don't waste any more time in your life, your family's life, or a church's life of kind of a halfway commitment. What I want to encourage you to do is to be all in to a certain group of people where you say, these are the folks that I'm going to follow Jesus with together. He has called us to be with himself, and to be with him means that we must be around other disciples as well. I hope to see you on the second mile.